Welcome back to the show. Okay, today's episode is going to be a hot commodity for our entrepreneurs out there, which is pretty much all of you who are eager to grow your profit. Like you want to make sure that the focused energy you're putting into the work you're doing is creating the output that you desire. It is driving your business forward. It is creating profitability, which ultimately leads to the two things we focus on so much within the Luminary Leadership Company, which is freedom, getting back your time to do more of what you love, to pour into your family, to show up big in the world and to live the life you're called to live and prosperity, which to me embodies and encompasses both profit, but also a life well lived. It's legacy. It's just that over arching kind of the umbrella of all the things we want as we're building a business. And sometimes we get so focused on revenue, right? And cash flow, which are two really important things in the business, but they don't always equate to freedom and prosperity. So today is all about profit and it's from the angle of productivity because there are a lot of people who are busy for busy's sake. You have a to-do list, you have a project management system, you have stuff on your plate, but is it the stuff that's gonna move the needle? Like the right needle, there are needles out there, but is it moving the right needle? And that's what we're talking about today on the show. All right, let's do it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident visionary leader their business team family legacy need to win after working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus i've noticed this theme no matter the level of success they achieved and i've worked with some incredibly successful business owners they get to this point where they're asking now what you know what am i being called to next what does next look like how do i get there if you're listening to this you get it you're craving more impact And you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy. Success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. My second child, my daughter, she just turned six and she's quite the artist. She sat down this morning and she decided she wanted to do a drawing of her mother. That'd be me. We just got back from the water park, Pee Palace, as I call it, where urine is in the water and in the air, and it's lovely this time of year. But anyway, I digress on my complaint about having to be at the water park. But we were at the water park, and there was a caricature artist, and he was sitting there, and my daughter was enamored. Now, to all my tree-hugging people. We recycle, but my kid, she goes through like a ream of paper a month. It's unbelievable how much paper she, because she just draws and draws and draws and she's homeschooled. So she's home with us. And there's like no limit to the art that she draws. And today she, after watching the caricature artist sit there and there was someone sitting in front of him for about 30 minutes and he drew this person. Unbelievable. My daughter was so blown away by it. I had to sit on a bench in our house this morning after church, and she drew me. 
And she kept saying, mom, stay very still. Keep your chin up. Can you give me a little bit of smile so you don't look so serious? And she spent her time drawing. And then, and then, at the end of that drawing, she added in the detail, as she called it, which were (laughs) two half circles under my eyes for the bags under my eyes and the happy lines, as she called them, the lines that are permanently indented in my face, smile lines, aka my friggin' wrinkles. My kid drew my wrinkles on the drawing of me, and here I am. I'm tired, and it shows, but today's episode is something that will rejuvenate me and bring me some energy and hopefully uh, will mask the topic today. will, If you're watching this video, will mask my smile lines and the friggin' bags under my eyes from life. And that is this idea of productivity for the sake of profitability. I see. Let me just take you to church for a minute and tell you what I'm sick of seeing. I am sick of all the entrepreneurs and the gurus and the experts out there touting this idea of more money. More money for money's sake doesn't mean squat because I know way too many well-meaning entrepreneurs who grew their businesses and scaled their businesses the wrong way. And all the money coming in ultimately had to be money coming out because of how they built their structure and how they, the foundation upon which they built their business, which required more team, which was more salary, which required more resources, which was more money going out. And there was no money going into the bank account. So I don't want you busy for busy's sake. I don't want you making money for money's sake. I want you productive for the sake of profitability. Now, if you missed the previous episode where we talked about the idea of getting laser focused, these two episodes kind of go together because getting focused on the right things is what's then going to kind of pour into this idea of being productive and ultimately profitable and productive with the right things. You can be productive by sitting down with a to-do list and hammering through that to-do list and checking a million boxes and being like, I was so productive today, but the needle doesn't move one iota in your business. So how do we ensure that the things that you're doing, the work that you're putting in, the energy you're putting into your business, the stuff you're focused on drives the business forward, moves the mission forward, moves the needle, turns the dial, whatever you want to say. So I'm going to walk you through our profit framework. Our profit framework is something that We bring to our clients to help ensure that what we're helping them do is the stuff that's going to make them more money. Because our goal here at the Luminary Leadership Company is not money for money's sake. It's not notoriety. It's not fame. It's freedom and prosperity, which will be an overflow of how you run your business. There are plenty of entrepreneurs who have flexibility, but they don't have true freedom. If they aren't working, they ain't making money. There are plenty of people who have money, but they don't have prosperity. They don't have quality of life. They don't have joy. They don't have that money that they can then give back to family or the people they love or the, you know, charities or the missions that they stand behind. Prosperity is a bigger blanketed term that's more beautiful, in my humble opinion, that we want to aim at. So let's walk through this idea of profit and our profit framework. I believe this is the stuff that changes the game for entrepreneurs, taking them from overwhelmed entrepreneurship, busy for busy sake, money for money's sake, launch to launch, feast or famine, into influential leadership, into empowered entrepreneurship, into freedom and prosperity. A couple of quick, I like to 
allow uh, time for a little self-diagnosis, right? Like we have to keep our finger on the pulse and kind of know where we're at. It's very humbling sometimes when we are, especially when we're coaching other people or we're supporting other people or we're putting content out into the world that's teaching other people. But then we take a quick assessment or an audit of our own lives, our own business, and we're like, oh my gosh, talk about imposter syndrome. Like, should we even really be speaking to this because we're struggling with X, Y, and Z? It doesn't make you uh, any less good at what you do or any less brilliant, but it does mean that you may have taken your eyes off the prize. You may have shifted into the really common habit of getting on the hamster wheel of entrepreneurship to just get things done and get work done and to be productive, but it's not productive in the right thing. So it doesn't ultimately drive the bottom line. So with the hope of helping you make that shift today, I'm going to give you this way of kind of looking at your business through a new lens and walking through a framework that's going to help you redirect and refocus on what matters. And if you missed the episode where we jumped in to this idea of how to focus and what to focus on, you might want to go back to that and reference it because it will help you there. So let's talk through the letters of the profit framework. First up, letter P. This is prioritizing. And you're prioritizing what you're focusing on based on the profit potential. It's actually three Ps, prioritizing, profit, potential. So this is where you start by categorizing your tasks, all the stuff you have to focus on or that requires your time and attention based on their potential to generate profit for your business. Okay, this is where things get a little ugly for people sometimes when we run this audit. When we focus on the tasks that have the highest potential to increase revenue, hear this, decrease costs and improve and or improve margins, sometimes there's this humbling moment, a painful moment of realizing, oh my gosh, my energy and my time have been going into things that are not driving profit. It might be an offer that you're spending as much on advertising as you are bringing in, so it's a wash. Or it might be a program that's amazing and people are paying big money to get into this program, but the amount of team you have to hire to make it run or how much your events cost ultimately you end up in the red with it, or it's not making you as much as you thought. You really need to know that money coming in, money coming out, very simple stuff, but often very much overlooked. So first step is prioritizing based on that profit potential. So look for the tasks that have a high ROI, a high return on investment, which will help you maximize your profit. One way we do this, and we do this with our entrepreneurs and in, in our the people that we work with, Um, We do this through our visionary process that we walk them through, our visionary blueprint. And we start with how they get focused and how they prioritize. And we actually do this exact thing. So if you need a, a really a template of how to walk through the things I'm talking you through today, go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused, F-O-C-U-S-E-D, focused in the past tense, and go download this, this playbook. It'll walk you through a lot of the stuff I'm talking about. But you want to think about the last 90 days. Think about the last 90 days and what in the last 90 days within your business drove profit the most and how can we double down on those things? Because oftentimes we're trying to focus on the things that may require the most of our energy. Like let's take podcasting, for example. I have a lot of clients that have a podcast and people don't realize how time consuming and sometimes financially you know, heavy uh, podcasts can be. And a lot of their time throughout the week is on podcasts, but they haven't even monetized their podcast. 
So they realized that those efforts, like, oh, I need to focus on the podcast. I need to get this much content out a week. But then they do an audit and they say, whoa, I'm spending a ton of time on something that isn't maximizing profit. So either you can take that thing you're focused on and say, how do we make this maximize profit? Right? How do we monetize this thing? How do we lead them at least into a funnel that leads them into a buying sequence? Or say, where do I have to shift my energy so that I can focus on the profit potential? So for example, um, Elon Musk, he was famously quoted talking about prioritizing building and expanding Tesla's electric car business, right? Like that was his laser focus because that's what helped the company generate billions of dollars in revenue, okay? So he had to get laser focused on one thing. And once he got that up and humming, he could shift focus to the next thing. Now, if you hear him in, at least at the time of this recording in interviews, his focus is more on the engineering side of the business with his rockets and all the crazy stuff he's doing with space, okay? But he couldn't focus his energy on that thing because it wasn't profit producing. In fact, I'm sure he loses money on that at this juncture. He had to focus on the thing that drove profit first. All right, now the R. The R is ranking your tasks by urgency and importance. We've seen this in a bunch of different ways, but this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs fail to do, and it leaves them just responding and reacting instead of being proactive and intentional. And that is often the differentiator between where you are and where where you want to be, the divide from where you are to where you want to be, is being reactionary versus being intentional, being just responding to everything versus saying, I'm going to be proactive and choose what this day looks like. So ranking those tasks by urgency or projects by urgency. Once you've prioritized the tasks by their potential profitability, you rank them then based on their level of urgency. What requires your attention first? Determine what tasks need to be completed immediately. Which ones can be scheduled for a later time? Which one can be eliminated? We've talked before about the idea of being productive for the sake of productivity. That doesn't drive anything forward. That doesn't support you in your dreams and goals. That doesn't build a life of freedom and prosperity. Sometimes things can just be stripped away. I have a client who realized, oh my gosh, I've been going live on Instagram every weekday for three years and I don't think it's gotten me one (laughs) new client, but I create one YouTube video a week and it's growing my list exponentially. Like I'm done with the Instagram lives. And she was able to just eliminate that completely because that was a time consuming thing for her prepping for that, being on there for the half an hour that she would go live and all of those things. So you want to then, okay, I know what's going to drive profit. Now of those things that drive profit, because hopefully there's more than one, because we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. We now say, how do I determine which of these things come first or which of these things come first overall, which of these things come first each day because maybe they keep showing up. Not everything is a one and done. When you're writing a book, for example, not that I'm saying that's a big profit driver, but this is just an example of focusing on this ranking uh, section. When you're writing a book, you don't put it on your to-do list today and it's checked off tomorrow unless that's one heck of a short book or you're a very fast writer. It's something that's done. It shows up each day right? So you have to determine, is this one of the first things I'm focusing on each day? Or is this something down the to-do list or the list of focal points in my business? The O in the profit framework is, well, actually, you know what? I want to back up for a second. Let's go back to the ranking. 
Like I mentioned, the, the reason the urgent task should be complete, and urgent isn't the right word. There are a lot of things that are urgent. I'm not talking about the fires that need to be put out. I'm talking about the mission critical things, like the most, I shouldn't use the word urgent, the most important things, the most powerful needle movers in your business. They should be completed first to avoid the negative consequence or like the missed opportunities. They have to be the things that you put your energy into and drive forward because if at the end of the day, for some reason, the day gets away from you or if a kid comes home early with uh, a low-grade fever and you need to shift gears and you're not working the rest of the day, you put your energy into that needle mover. You put your energy into that profit mover. You didn't open up your email and respond to everybody else. You didn't open up your Slack and get into the tasks and the weeds of your business with your team. You didn't open up social media and just get lost in the scroll and creating content that isn't actually driving revenue. You focused on the most critical thing. So that's a part of the ranking process. If you listen to our focused episode previously, we talked about this idea of eliminating or reducing the amount of decisions that you have to make too. When you have all of this stuff aligned and outlined and allocated in the proper buckets, you can make less decisions. You know where to put your focus and your energy first and you just do it versus every day sitting down looking at this long running to-do list saying, what should I focus on today? And you lose so much time that way. All right, now we're getting into optimization. You're optimizing your time allocation. This is huge. You have to allocate your time and your resources based on the importance of each of the things you're focusing on. I talk a lot about this idea of mission critical, meaning like this is what will drive this thing forward. Without this, without me doing these things, the mission just kind of stays in this holding pattern and we never really get to those goals that we're setting for ourselves. We never truly make the impact we could. We never access the level of freedom and prosperity and possibility in the business and in our lives if I am not focused on the right things. So you want to dedicate more time and energy to those high priority tasks and delegate and outsource the lower priority tasks as much as you possibly can. We're not, this is not a hiring, you know, outsourcing episode, but there are a lot of ways you can do that too. You might be at different parts in your business where you're saying, I can't afford to hire. It's like, you can't afford not to. It doesn't have to look like bringing on a full-time employee though. It doesn't even have to look like bringing on a part-time employee or paying a retainer. It can be outsourcing something to someone just one-off things that take you a ton of time, you got to start valuing your hour though, right? If you could, if you had one hour of time and you could put that one hour of time towards a needle moving task that drives profit and maybe like makes sales within your business versus editing a video for TikTok, that 15 bucks an hour you could have that edited for, I sure hope you're valuing your time at a higher rate than that if you can go out and sell something at a much higher level. So you got to start paying attention to the value of your time and optimizing your time allocation. Now, I talk a lot about the idea of energy zones or really understanding when you're in your sweet spot in the middle of the day or during the day. For me, it's this 9 a.m. to noon period. Prior to 9 a.m., my brain is still just struggle bussing and trying to get the synapses firing. And post noon, I'm just I start to power down a little bit and I'm not just at my peak in my performance. So that nine to noon period is that's when the most important mission critical things are on my plate. The most creative tasks that require the most brain energy and focus fall in that time. So there's a lot of layers to this particular piece of the puzzle. 
You're not just saying, oh, crap, we forgot to send out that contract. That's going to fall during, that's, that's urgent. So I have to focus on it. I'm not talking about the things that fall under urgency. I'm talking about the things that fall under critical to drive the business forward and to help you be more productive in profitability. Doing the things that create more profit. I'm going to say that a thousand times until it fully sinks in. And if you have to put a little sticky note, there was a period in time in my business where I had a little sticky note right there on my computer. So every day when I'd sit down and I'd be all three on the Enneagram, bouncing around, want to do all the things, I'd have to say, does this task move the needle in our mission. And I had to keep coming back to that sticky note because sometimes I would convince myself without, you know, if I didn't really think it through, like, oh yeah, this is good. This is a great opportunity. I'm going to go do this thing. And it was like, oh my gosh, yet another thing I spent all these hours on that didn't drive the business forward. Time is such a finite resource. I know you don't have to hear that, but sometimes we do because we, despite the fact that we know that to be true, we hemorrhage it. We just, absolutely sacrifice our time at the altar of just garbage, trash, Instagram, social media, TikTok, and we lose our time. And I know I'm speaking to high achievers. I'm speaking to people who care about driving their business and their lives forward. They care about freedom, yet we're all so trapped in the ways that we lose our time and we don't do anything about it. It is so important to use it efficiently and to stay laser focused on the things that are going to support us. Warren Buffett, you probably have heard of, you know, the billionaire investor. He delegates many of his daily tasks to his team so he can focus on the high impact activities like the things that are going to actually drive stuff forward for him, analyzing potential investments and looking at stuff like that. So take a lesson from someone who's, you know, made a buck or two or made a buck or a billion of them. And he sees the power in outsourcing the stuff that Other people can either be better at than he is, more efficient than he is, or he can use his high billable hours, high quality value of his hour on the things that drive the business forward. So F in profit framework is focusing on high impact tasks. So we talked about this. We're going to talk about it again. Probably talk about 10 more times. Identifying the tasks that have the highest impact on your business and growth and profitability right? We did that in the first step. We're starting to categorize, then we're ranking, but now it's actually time to focus on them. Are you building in that time to do that? Are you blocking time to say, okay, I've identified what these tasks are, but now I actually have the time scheduled into my calendar to focus on the things that are going to support business growth and profitability. And these tasks should be top priority. It is your job as the leader of your business to lead your business. It is your job as the leader of your business to protect the viability and the health of your business. A lot of people are out there doing a lot of really cool things that's not creating enough profit. Therefore, they're not going to be viable for long, right? They're vulnerable. And you have to focus your energy and your resources on completing those things as efficiently as possible. We've really adopted an incredibly different mentality in our business in the last two years than we operated with for the last several, where we do not aim at perfect at all. We aim at efficiency, right? We aim at quality. And we remember that getting it out into the world so that it can generate for us so that we can improve it is part of the process. It's not waiting to do the thing and then release it until it's just right. 
It's release it and adjust as we go so that we can be bringing in the funds to make it better as we go. A lot of people will, and I used to do this too, they would hire the team or they put all the money out or they do all these things to make it perfect, hoping that it hits, but then they run out of their money to pour gas on the fire to get this thing out to more people. And then it, it flops. You got to do it the other way around. You just put it out in a way that it can add enough value. You get the feedback, you improve it, and you do that process over and over. Sometimes within your business, what you need to focus on and how you need to set aside time to focus on it is not always an obvious <laughs> profit driver. So for example, obviously having sales calls is a profit driver because you close those calls, you make money right on the spot. Sometimes things that drive profit are things like traffic or visibility, right? Because if you're yelling into this, you know, vacuum where no one can hear you, even though you have this great potential for a needle mover, if it's falling on deaf ears or it's not reaching any ears at all, that's not going to drive profit. So sometimes like we've been in a season where it was how do we turn the dial on traffic because that is a profit generating activity. So think like a leader. Don't think like, you know, where you're just thinking so literally. Think about all the things that can drive profit. And then if I were to open up your calendar tomorrow, can I see in your calendar the times that are allotted for those focal points? Can I see the blocks of time where you are honoring and prioritizing the things that are going to make your business more profitable? Or are you just hoping you find time for it tomorrow or adding it to the to-do list? That's Child's play, you ain't no child, you can do this. I want you to allocate appropriate amounts of time, realistic amounts of time for the things that need to be focused on to drive the business forward. Okay, I is implement. We're implementing a system for tracking progress. Our word of the year, man, I never thought I'd say this. I never thought this word was coming out of my mouth or this phrase. The word is data and the phrase is data is sexy. It is so important to track your progress and ensure that you're staying on track with your priorities. You got to implement a system for tracking progress on your tasks, right? You don't just want to check things off. You want to know what is, we have a scorecard so we can see, okay, we put this much energy into the podcast this week. What did it generate for us? What were our numbers? Where did we fall short? What really spoke to people and how can we double down on it? When we ran our ads, we want to know like what metrics are showing that this is working well or that it's not and how much did it generate for us? What was our ROI? This helps you determine your ROI. Sometimes we say, oh yeah, that gave us a great return on investment. Really? Can you show me? (laughs) In black and white on paper, can you show me? What was that return on investment? You invested X amount of time into creating this offer. How much ultimately came back as profit? And I'm not going to go into a, a detailed financial discussion today, but if you don't realize that profit is different than revenue, that's a whole other discussion you got to be having. And no longer can you say I'm not a numbers person or that's just not my thing because if it's just not your thing, then business is just not your thing and your business is going to struggle to thrive. So what is your system for tracking progress on your tasks, on the work that you're putting in to ensure that you're making progress towards your goals? We use different tracking systems for that. We have, like I said, we have a spreadsheet that tracks a lot of stuff. We have our scorecard. We do some stuff in Asana. And then we have a team member who owns that. We have a team member who is responsible for helping us 
figure out what is the ROI on the work that we're putting in so we can determine, man, we're, we're using too much of our resources here, whether it be time, energy, or money, team, we need to shift it and reallocate it. And we can really understand because we see it right there. It's right there in the data. There's no just assumptions or feelings. Although I'm a very feeling intuitive person, I want to know the information that is true. I want to know the data and I want to put the data up against my intuition and use those for good and growth. So with that implementation, the I implementing a system for tracking pro- uh, your progress, without that system, it can be really challenging to know whether something's working or not. It can be really difficult to know whether you should be doubling down on something or eliminating it completely. Whether it's pen to paper or it's a digital tool, tracking that progress towards objectives, tracking the metrics that show whether something's working or not, tracking where people are coming from into your business. You know, like I said, with my friend who was doing the daily weekday lives on Instagram, thinking like, oh, this is how you build it over time, compound effect. I'm going to keep showing up live every day and it's going to pay off. It was like, oh my God, it's not paying off. Like when she finally started tracking, it was like, oh my gosh, my time, my energy, resources are going here, but I put one video up a week on YouTube and that actually drives people into my list. I'm going to put more of my energy here. I'm going to put three videos up a week on YouTube and just stop doing the lives. And she saved herself so much time and frustration of doing something the way she was doing it previously because she had that data. And then finally, you got to take breaks. Take breaks and recharge. And what I mean by breaks is I don't mean like, oh, finally I can scroll Instagram for 15 minutes without feeling guilty. No, that's a waste of time. What I mean by a break is you're actually creating time to be in a visionary mind, to be taking a break to think, taking a break to contemplate. You get that data, but now as a leader, you consume it. You take the data, you think about it. You take the data, you get inspired. You take the data and you reimagine a way forward. But without the time blocked into your schedule to actually think, to actually be creative, to be a visionary leader, you're just going from one task to the next, one task to the next without the space to know, man, I'm discerning whether this is the right path. I'm listening to my intuition. I'm taking a moment to see how this feels. I'm thinking about possibility. As a leader, you have to see the path forward before it exists. You are laying each brick as your like foot is going out over air, okay? You have to know that to be successful in business, to be successful in your life, to be a true visionary that is building a life of freedom and profit and prosperity and all those things that you want, you have to have the time to cast that vision to see your way forward, and then to be able to bring your team back to that and really galvanize them around it. So whatever that looks like for you, for me, when the weather is nice, at least, it's going for a walk without distractions. It's my phone on airplane mode, so I still have access to my voice notes. So as I'm thinking and as I'm in that state, I can take some notes as I'm going for a walk, but it's getting my body moving, getting fresh air, getting sun. I'm like a plant. If I get water, sun, I'm good. I come alive. So that's what I do throughout my day when I'm really looking at how do we move the needle? How do we make sure that we're being productive for the sake of profitability? Because profitability is what will lead to that prosperity because it's all aligned. 
So according to a study, uh, it was done by the Harvard Business Review, the average CEO spends 85% of their time, eight, this blew me away. The average CEO spends 85% of their time on activities that don't generate income for the company. That's a problem. That's a problem. You do not want to be one of those CEOs. You want to focus on the things that are going to drive it forward. Now, I think one really critical thing to remember is that sometimes what is productive and profit driving might be a little counterintuitive, like that time to think. That is actually a very productive profit driving activity even though it's not creating profit in an instant. Now you have to let go of the mindset of immediate gratification. Leaders don't operate in immediate gratification. They operate in the vision. They are future thinkers. Yes, they're focused on how things are operating right in the here and now, but they also have the ability to keep their head up enough to see that horizon line. So sometimes you have to think outside the box and say, man, some of the things that I just poo-pooed because I was like, I don't have time for that. You don't have time not to do it if this sounds important to you. Okay, so I wanted to share a couple of things that I've heard that different people implement that I've personally leveraged that I think have been absolutely powerful in helping me become more focused, more productive, and doing productive things that actually drive profit. So one of those things is I have no meeting days. So we have two days a week that are pretty stacked with meetings. And this is my preference. What I used to have is meetings and calls sprinkled throughout my week. Now to be more laser focused and to have better blocks of time where I'm not prepping for a meeting or being broken up by a meeting or having other people's ideas and things they need for me in a meeting, I have no meeting days. So my Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are completely blocked in this season. Sometimes that shifts a little bit. Um, going into a launch or different seasons where we might have, I might have a meeting on one of those afternoons, but I have no meeting days. And this allows me time to do uninterrupted work and to stay laser focused on those high needle moving tasks without distractions, without interruptions, without other people's agendas coming to the table. Those meeting days are respected by my team. Not only are they respected by my team, they are protected by my team. And sometimes they'll meet without me to focus on the things that I don't necessarily have to be involved in in that conversation. And then if it's something that I'm involved in, they bring it to the meeting that I'll be on on a following day. So try that out. Try days where you don't have any calls, even if it's client calls or whatever it is that you do where you don't have any of those distractions. Another thing that I've done really, really well is I have blocked my time ahead of time. So I get really crystal clear on the large blocks of time where I'm going to focus. And if I have menial tasks or to-do list kind of stuff, because it exists, I'm a small business owner, I don't have like a staff of 50 that I can just pass stuff off to, stuff still falls on my plate, I'm a jack of all trades. But those things that are the tasks, they fall into a block of time that is allocated for that. The same way if I have to do something on social media or different channels like that, it doesn't just get sprinkled throughout my day because that's something that can bleed into other minutes and hours of the day because you get on there and then you get lost on there. I have a window allocated for that. And then I have bigger blocks of time 
that are dedicated to the more creative stuff or the more visionary stuff or the leadership stuff I have to focus on so that I have a nice chunk of time with some buffer. Instead of saying, okay, in one hour, I'm going to write these 10 emails that have to go into this nurture sequence and I have to be creative when I write it, I give myself two hours. So I don't have to be you know, working every second of those two hours. I can have some space to think and to breathe. The other thing I make sure to do is really leverage my energy zones. I know the time of day where I am naturally most productive, where I am naturally most focused. And during that time of day, it is highly, highly protected by me and my team. What I mean by that is they know from nine to noon, there will be no meetings during nine to noon unless like there's a fire, you know, something's going absolutely crazy that requires my time. Also during that nine to noon time, that's where I'm focusing on the creative things that are require that positive physical and mental energy that I can bring to the table a little bit more naturally during that time of day where I'm just more alive. I'm more energized and more excited. And then I also, Brian Tracy, who I loved his content and his work over the years of breaking into entrepreneurship, but he talks about the idea of eating that frog. And this is the idea that you should tackle the most difficult and needle moving thing first in that time block before anything else. And this helps you build immense amounts of motivation and momentum for the rest of the day. Another one I thought was cool by Warren Buffett that I've recently implemented that I have been having a field day with. He has this idea that if you make a list of your top 25 career goals, like dream career goals, 25 of them, and circle your top five, the remaining 20 become your avoid at all costs list. This sounds crazy, but so many of us are like, I'm gonna do all the things. I'm gonna be a New York Times bestseller and I'm gonna be the most prolific speaker and this and then like we have 25 things. Five, five. The most successful people, the people that we admire, the people that have that freedom that we're seeking, they know how to minimize distractions. Circle the five. And the other 20 don't become a someday list. They become a avoid at all costs. These are not for me because they take me off track to the five things that I'm focused on right now. So I know that this is a major struggle for entrepreneurs. It's a major struggle for all humans. Productivity, what to focus on, where to put our energy. And I'm here to tell you that it's possible for you. Even if you struggle with ADD, even if you have little kids at home like I do. You might hear my kids right now. I'm down at the barn studio. My chickens are squawking. My kids are squawking all right outside the walls of this this office. And I'm here to tell you, you can be productive. You can work in more narrow chunks of time. Maybe you have less time overall to invest into your business. It does not limit your possibility for success. You just have to know how to be focused what to focus on, right? And then how to be productive and ensure that the things that you're focused on and productive in are driving profit and leading to prosperity, okay? And if you want more of a roadmap on how to do this, you're gonna go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash focused and that will allow you to get your hands on my free playbook that just walks you through a lot of the stuff we talked about today. I'm also gonna link in the description, the I'll link that guide, the playbook. I will also link the episode on focused, how to get focused, where to put your energy in focus because it tees this process up. So make sure you go 
give that one a watch or listen. And until next time, I am so, so eager to see how this is working for you. Implement just one, pick one of these strategies. I know these are not revolutionary, but I guarantee that the struggle comes from the fact that we're not doing them. It requires the doing, the consistency over time, committing to that growth. You've got this. You can be productive. And as always, let me know how the journey is going. And I'm excited to hear from you. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.